0: Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get them off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows it's don't get treated like a hoe Welcome
1: everybody to another to another live stream edition of Liberty Lockdown. Today I have on Dustin Greenwood. He was our block leader in Ottawa during the Freedom Convoy, the trucker convoy there that was pretty brutally disbanded, and I wanted to have him back on after the fact to tell us both how it transpired, how it went down, how he is not in jail, which I'm very grateful to see, and uh, and everything else. So uh, thank you for coming on, Dustin. I really appreciate it.
2: Well, thanks for having me,
1: Clint. <clears throat> um- so yeah. Give, yeah, give, no. me, give me give me how it went down first.
2: What once they started moving in like the the police force as soon as they changed the uh the as soon as they changed the police chief um you could notice right away that um the attitude and demeanor of all the police that were in Ottawa changed. Um they, you know, they were no longer friendly. I told I told people in a couple uh, different spots that we were in just don't they they weren't constitutional they were breaking a lot of laws uh they weren't given names and badge numbers which they were supposed to do um they basically they just didn't care about your constitutional rights or your charter rights at all so once that happened and i saw that transpiring the like the motive shifted amongst the truckers like we were supposed to stay there make it difficult for us to be removed and you know, they were supposed to abide by laws that would have made it illegal. Like if you're not hurting anybody and you're not breaking the laws, you're not breaking infrastructure laws, you don't have any weapons, you don't cause any harm to anybody, that you're allowed to peacefully protest. And the maximum fine they could have gave you was um, an infraction for driving, like a, a mischief. You know, at first it was just uh, an infraction for parking on the street, but then also, you know they they put in um uh they put in court orders basically which made it illegal for you to be on the street and illegal for you to protest they basically made it against the law for you to protest the government so then you were breaking a law which was just mischief and even in mischief you would think that they would have to arrest you there was too many of us to arrest so they literally started um they they came through the crowds uh, a bunch of people i was with got uh zip tied up and were detained brought outside of the city forced to sign papers that said you would no longer be a part of the protest and then just let go some people were charged they gave up to four charges um and uh and they just basically went through and shut it down if you resisted too much then we were prepared for we were prepared for that too but the once they started smashing windows out and grabbing people out of the trucks and beating the crap out of people for no reason at all, um, the truckers had a push notification system set up and they just advised, if if you're not already out of Ottawa, you should probably leave because they were seizing vehicles. A lot of the people whose vehicles got seized, um, were they were unable to drive them even uh, once they got them back. Uh, if they did get them back, some of them are still being held. Uh, licenses were pulled from trucking companies and stuff like that. So it got pretty ugly towards the end, um, which is pretty disheartening because what we had going there, we were just looking for answers, right?
1: Of course. So, well, let's, let's go back a little bit to, you said that the police chief was replaced. Is that because the prior one either resigned or was unwilling to carry out these kind of authoritarian orders? Or do you know why that happened?
2: Yeah, they said he resigned, but everybody who's, who knows the history of the chief of police that they put in. And he's not the chief of police, he's an interim. So after he gets paid off, he quits. Like he comes in, breaks every law known to man, and then you quit. Like, you know, so it doesn't really, there's going to be no real consequences for him after. He's the one who said he would hunt down and track everybody who was a part of the protest. And, oh, and- I
1: remember that guy. Well, was that the dude that, that stepped down or was that the guy that replaced the guy who stepped down?
2: No, that's the guy who replaced the guy. He's completely okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, he's he's about as crooked as they get and then yeah, the same That was thing. horrifying. Oh and and so were a lot of the cops that were there I I watched police do things like I said and I was like, like I was noticing like in regular dressed police no badge no name tag and saying like do your name and badge number like it's my right you know to whatever and even still like so when I was in Ottawa and everything went south And they advised us to leave. I still didn't leave. I parked in an underground parking lot about 20 meters away from where I was on Kent street legally, because everybody behind me had left. And then I got a hotel room, uh, down the, down the block and I was walking and literally, um, OPP officers. So those are the provincial police who run Ontario stopped me while I was walking on the street and were like, where are you going? And I'm like, why? You know what I mean? You don't have the right to ask me that. You can't ask me for ID. You're not allowed to ask me. It doesn't matter state of emergency or no state of emergency. Everybody in this country has a freedom of passage, or at least used to. I'm like, so you can't. I said, you're breaking the law. Like, You know what I mean? These are my chartered rights. And Well, no, you'll be arrested if you don't show us. I said, I have a hotel room. I'm legally allowed to be here. I said, I, I, I got a hotel room just a couple blocks away from Wellington Street, which is where the main drag was in front of Parliament. So it was Wellington and then Queen. So I was right at Queen um, where I was staying. And they, uh, they, they I, I showed them, my I had, I had to show them, I had a reservation or else I would have been arrested. So, no kidding. So I, we stayed in a hotel for two nights and then made it back to our trucks. And they were in the underground parking lot. And that's the same time the police let us leave there was barricades in every road. There was over a hundred barricades in the city of Ottawa and it's not that big. You My couldn't God. get back. So, yeah.
1: So they, they put up the Berlin wall or something like that. Oh. Um, so uh, another question I was going to ask is you said that they were basically catching and releasing. They were taking them outside the city and releasing them. I have to assume, or at least think for a second that perhaps they were releasing not just because they don't have, you know, jail room for everybody, but they probably don't think that they can get these charges to stick because these are not lawful orders. That that would be my guess. I don't know though. What do you think?
2: Yeah, partially because of that. Like part of the reason why they were getting you to sign those papers is because once you sign an agreement that says you're not gonna do it, when you if you re-offend, that's more like breaching your bail or your parole. Now sure. you've re- breached a, a signed agreement that you're not going to do what you said you were going to do. So, And the, uh, the choices that they were giving the people, either you sign the paper or you, um, you're going to get these charges and you'll have to go back to Ottawa. Like I know a guy who lives in, in Mount, uh, Manitoba. He's got to come back on the 15th of March for fingerprinting and he's got to see it. He'll be seeing a judge like April 1st. Is that and because
1: he, he refused to sign?
2: uh he well no they didn't give an option to he got okay. he was right in the front row and the guys with the big sticks and like the militia people that you've seen a lot of speculation of where those people came from and who they actually work for um they're not they weren't police and they weren't they're not part of our squat like SWAT teams or anything like that they're not like i've seen SWAT in, in in ontario and i've yeah. seen those, those people in those green uniforms that people see on tv those are not any jurisdiction of police officers that we have in this country. Well,
1: that's, that's an important thing. We got to really lock in on that because uh, there was, you know, live footage from some industrious, uh, you know, street reporter who had found UN planes that had landed not far from Ottawa. Uh, Do you think that they were UN soldiers?
2: Yeah. And those were in North Bay. They said they were there for maintenance, but um, it's, People don't fly trucks, like planes to North Bay to clean planes or to, to, to whatever, right? It doesn't, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, other people um, that were in some of the hotels that were in downtown Ottawa said that there was British speaking uh, intelligence agents uh, that, that said, and they looked at them and you could tell by the bags they were carrying and they said, what What do you do? Oh, I'm in the military or whatever, right? But they're not, I don't think it's like British military as much as I do think like there's a lot of possibility of UN soldiers and and. And people like that, right? So that it's,
1: is incredible. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just blown away right now. You do you believe that? Do you think that they were UN soldiers?
2: Uh, I believe that. I believe that the corruption of both of our governments runs deeper uh, and deeper by the minute, and that people will stop at nothing. Like he lost to the truckers, and literally. He is burying our country, you know, what I mean? and he's going to do it on purpose. And the same thing—it's almost the same as what's going on with Biden, where it's like if you, you know, if you can vilify somebody else, then everybody will stop talking about how you destroyed Western civilization as we know it, right? Like, and literally, that is—I am a firm believer of what it's headed. I, I like—I went back to Ottawa and I met with the people that were still in those camps on the outside. And talk to them about protesting, and they, they do go back in and protest. They they protest six days a week in Ottawa right now. Uh, they wow, start. On, I had
1: no idea. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, on Tuesdays they do garbage pickup. They protest with Canadian flags in one hand and garbage bags in another, and they go through the streets of Ottawa. And they they do the walk, and then on like on the Wednesday they go back to our memorial for our soldiers, and they they do a candle lighting, and then on Thursday they do prayer, and then wow. on Saturday like and on Saturday they do a, another thing, but. Um, there's protests that are happening all over the place and uh, the reason why I went back down not just the reason I went back down to protest and I went to the rallies but um, a big thing is the unity even in our unity which we've created now where everybody is kind of on the same page and a lot of people are waking up we're not unified in our approach anymore like the thing about Ottawa was that everybody went to Ottawa and was unified in their approach where now you have people that are down in Ottawa. They've disassembled a lot of the main group. You still have your people down in Alberta. They literally have rallies that you won't see on mainstream media in every major city in this country every single weekend. Um, when I was down in Ottawa on March the 5th, uh, on like on the on the Saturday of that weekend, there was a 10 mile convoy outside of Quebec City. There was another, there, there was uh, a huge protest in Toronto like 30,000 40,000 people there was one in Montreal there's been one in Alberta every weekend for the last they probably lead the way in our country as far as people who are protesting this because Alberta gets completely crap done right we have equity amongst all the provinces where it doesn't matter which province makes the most money mm-hmm. and so Alberta kind of floats the boat for a lot of the country and they're like we're, we're done with you know what i mean first of all they wage war on all of their natural resources and that's where all our oil comes from the sands right. and, and alberta in general and um, and meanwhile alberta pays for most of the the country you know you know what i mean um so it's not it's not fair to them but they kind of lead the way as far as the protests go as well right
1: right so they they kind of led the charge that makes sense too because they're more blue collar they'd probably want to Want to be free, want to take those masks off and not be jabbed unnecessarily. Um, Oh, go ahead.
2: No, no. And they're like, they have a different way of life too. Like there's a lot of gun laws, like their gun laws are looser in Alberta. Like Keeney Mm. and all the people like they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of their own breed. They're not really the, the cities in Alberta aren't the biggest. There are a lot of farmers, a lot of oil workers and uh miners and and stuff like that like a sounds lot like a bunch people.
1: of guys i'd love
2: <laughs> yeah me too right it's, it's, you know like when i was talking about leaving uh canada and going to the states everybody who i talked to who's from ontario british columbia and everything you know can i said like I, I i was a firm believer that i would be the last fight for freedom on the face of the western civilization because of the gun laws and 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 stuff like that but uh and in in this country, if you can't get out of the country if you have a criminal record or if it's not feasible for you or whatever, and you have to stay in Canada because you can't get away from Canada, then they're moving to Alberta. Like hmm. that's that's where really the last thing. But again, too, they have more guns than the rest of the whole country. There are a lot of farmers <laughs> and a lot of whatever. It's not like in Alberta, you can't just walk into Alberta and be like, Hey, you know everything, and you're just some guy in a suit's gonna tell you where to you'll be told right, you'll be backing up.
1: Well, Alberta sounds like our Florida, maybe. <laughs> yeah, to- pretty much. It is. <laughs> um, we got a question from a viewer. It says, honestly, I'd be surprised if a Canadian could tell English from a well-traveled Australian, but I may be doing a disservice. Do you think that there's any chance that it – I don't know if it was you or someone else that that told you that they heard what they thought was a British accent.
2: Um, yeah, well, like I said, I was just watching different reviews of different people who happened to be in the area. Uh, people, people that I was at, like people that were with me at the convoy and and, and then following back up with them once I got home and them having encounters with people who were like, you know what I mean? 24 years old, 25 year old, big, huge jacked up guy with a, you know, carrying a duffel bag that looked like it was about 80 pounds worth of SWAT stuff in it. And they're like, Oh, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm military. And he said it with an accent. I don't know exactly what the accent, but it's not, it wasn't French. So.
1: Right, wasn't French <laughs> or Canadian or American, so yeah. it was it was a foreigner most likely, and that uh, that rings some alarm bells for me. That's that is a truly earth shattering story. If we can get that proven, is do you know if Viva Fry or any of these people are working on actually figuring that out?
2: No, not well. in the same thing, um, I, I'm in contact with a lot of the people that were still down there, and, and I'm sure I could find it. Maybe I'll send it to you. When, That'd be uh, great, man.
1: Yeah, because I, I I mean I don't think pe- obviously you know Canada and America are different, but in the U.S. if we had UN troops on the ground here, that would be a declaration of war on the American people. Like that's how that's how Americans, many Americans I know, would view it. I don't know if you guys felt similarly, but that's a foreign army on on the ground in your country. That's insane.
2: Yeah, well, in the same like it's it is a uh, I I think that you the, he waged war on this like well, you yeah, did, did it
1: anyways but i'm just saying that's like another level of it you know
2: yeah yeah no like the well the physical level and stuff like that but um and even still with the with the amount of people it, like i said with the unity we did a freedom chain um was the same was the same thing where they went across the trans canada highway and the problem is with these smaller events that i find is like they don't even make city tv news like literally we we protested before <laughs> ottawa happened right in front of city tv like we we took the Vax Pass protest, went to, it's like your CNN. And there was like 50,000 of us standing out in front being like no more passport. And like, it, it didn't even make, it didn't even like, <laughs> what? 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 who's going. It's,
1: it, what a bunch of scumbags. I mean, your, your state TV may be worse than ours. Good Lord.
2: Well, and it's, it's funny. You just don't see the corruption and then, and with everything that's going on and, And not to downplay everybody's got their own views of I have to let my dog go. She's freaked out. But um everybody's got their own views about what's going on. But it's at these times when the government slips in these ridiculous bills. When 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 Trudeau went to announce the Emergencies Act, I watched it in my truck. And I'm watching and I'm getting notifications from people and we're getting pummeled on the ground. And it's like, and I'm waiting and we're holding the line. And I know what's coming, and I'm watching this. And there was 8,500, which in America, that's not probably big for people watching Parliament. But there was 8,500 viewers watching that. Um, Once all of the things fell, Trudeau tried to announce Bill C-11, which is a censorship bill in Canada for Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. And they're passing these bills through our Senate, and there was 12 people watching and the whole world is talking about, well, Ukraine, I stand with Ukraine. And I'm like, dude, like, you really have to pay attention to what's going on in your own backyard for about two minutes. Because wow. I have, a, like, I have literally a list of bills that are going through the Senate. And I've been reaching out to all these people so that not only can they be more unified in their approach. Like, it's one thing to build. If you're going to build Alberta to 200,000 people protesting every Saturday. And you just go and you go and it grows and it grows. And you do that in Quebec, Toronto. Montreal you know what I mean like um, you do it out in Victoria BC or whatever if all of those communicators are in touch with each other one way or another then you can basically get a good estimate okay we're all going back to Ottawa you know what I mean like we're all going to like and that's why this movement grew so exponentially is because it traveled across a pretty big country and a lot of people like me who were just going for a weekend was like, oh, like we're staying here. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is this is where it's at. And they're going to listen to us because this is huge. And, yeah. they, and they have to. And even in history, we'll always tell you. Like in, in, in Trudeau's history, they, you know, they, the, the indigenous people went and did, didn't agree with the pipelines that they were building in BC. So they went out there and tomahawked all of their large equipment and basically attacked a gas pipe with axes and hatchets. And and they went out and talked to them and negotiated with them because it's their narrative, right? Anything exactly. that they agree with, like him saying, "Oh, I stand with BLM or whatever," and I'm like, as long as it fits your narrative, you'll stand with them, and everybody else is scum. So, right. no, I, uh,
1: I think I think you're exactly right, and and this is the thing that makes me question the efficacy of peaceful protesting, simply because if you're not protesting for something that they're willing to concede, which. Obviously, with ESG and the World Economic Forum, which Trudeau's uh, you know, a proud member of, uh, getting rid of an oil pipeline is right up his alley. So like, yeah. if they protest loudly enough, he's going to give it to them. But when it comes down to bodily autonomy and whether or not they have control over your body, they're like, ah, yeah, we don't care how many of you there are. Plus, you're not a, a minority, so eh, whatever. Tough luck. Uh, if no. you want to let your dog in, I'll, I'll tell people about our sponsor. Sure. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by The Daily Job Hunt. That is uh, crash.co forward slash daily. The daily job hunt is a daily newsletter that hits your inbox every morning for free. Costs you nothing to sign up. It gives you some information on how to become a better job applicant. If you're a truck driver, for instance, in Ottawa, who needs to look for a new career path, this would be the uh, the company to go to. The newsletter to start with, as I've said, it's free. Go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up for the daily job hunt. It's uh, It's time to get that job of your dreams. Do not wait. Anyways, I uh, hope your dog's happy. Thank you for coming right. back, Dustin. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh man. What it, this is all this is all re- pretty incredible because I I'm you know I try and stay on top of this stuff. I had no clue that these protests were were, were continuing. So they have done a really good job of just kind of like. Well, I think I think this is where we should probably get into the Ukraine thing. Has Ukraine been utilized as a major distraction for you guys as well? Oh.
2: It's the only thing that you can find on your like when you yeah. before when you've seen oh the same thing the trucker's convoy that's going through that's in Washington D.C. that uh, Ted Cruz and another right. um, another it's just it's not getting the coverage that it deserves it's not getting the people and they met with them and to me I'm like it's kind of it's like a soap opera about you know what I mean it's like oh, okay well we're gonna go or whatever and we learned from Canada so we're gonna go blow some smoke and basically you know what I mean and these guys are gonna okay whatever that's good enough and and even even while we were there you know a lot of people said oh well look numbers are going down so they're decreasing the you know they're 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 lifting the mandates basically they did province by province while we were sitting there they're like we're lifting in here but it's not because of the truckers but we're going to lift it and yeah. then it's you it has know, nothing they, to do with
1: the fifty thousand people that are protesting
2: outside well, their offices but and and what it did though was it it kind of nullified the reason why we were there so everybody's going well why are you there like you know, Ontario's lifting them and numbers are going down and numbers were at like, there was 120 cases in schools and whatever, like they're up to like 8,000 or something. And like, in your lifting mandates now and you're saying it's scientific. It's absolutely ridiculous. And a lot of the reason was to vilify the truckers. So a lot of people said, what is the point in being there? Why don't sure. you just go home? But the truth of the matter is, is the federal mandates are completely still standing. You still can't fly in our country. You still can't get out of the country. You right. still can't you, you you know what i mean and and on a federal level wow, you because, guys still can't get out of the country i did not know that like you, you still can't i can't even fly i can't get on a plane I, wow. I could drive out of the country and i would have no problem getting into the states if i came back and i wasn't vaccinated i would be forced to test on arrival 14 day quarantine and a test on the 10th day. So,
1: so they're, li- they're lifting the mandates, but they're keeping the federal authoritarianism, which is actually what you guys were protesting against. That's pretty clever.
2: Well, and the, the big thing is, is that this, the, emergent, the public emergency act that both Canada and the United States have been under, which is what we've been fighting for, which is what the Freedom Convoy in, in, in DC is fighting for. Right. Which is, they have, as long as they, and Biden and Trudeau just extended this for another three months behind closed doors, and Said, yeah. well, we're still in a state of public emergency, which means you're going to be locked down by November anyway. But do you yeah. think this is the last variant? Like, it's a seasonal flu, it's really exactly. like it, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that anything is going to go back to normal, and it's uh, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. And, and, why,
1: and why would they put down the sword of Damocles when they can just keep it over your head anytime there's an uprising? They can just say, Oh, coat, there's a new variant. We have the all these new cases we're gonna have to lock down again. Oh, well, now we have to make it illegal for you to be on the street or protest because it's a super spreader event, whatever. I mean, this it's a it's a tool that they can use at their leisure to just oh, <laughs> and shut down spending. any dissent.
2: What the spending, like like he did basically it's an unlimited budget, unprecedented too. Un- unanswered for, nothing has to be passed, and all of a sudden this guy's just raking out billions of dollars. Like I didn't see anything. What, because of the Ukraine thing or whatever, like Biden's, what, five, you guys, $5 billion in electric energy vehicles, or like, it just, you know what I mean? You just see the spending. Trudeau, Trudeau before, before his re-election, because of the COVID-19 crisis, had already managed to spend more than every single prime minister who ever lived combined. Like, combined. He spent, yeah. he absolutely buried the country. He buried the dollar. Incredible. And and it's absolutely ludicrous. And I sit here and, you know, and I got people and they're like, okay, well, we're going to do this and we're going to protest this. And I'm like, dude, these guys are burying our country over this war. I'm like, they're literally absolutely going to bury the country where the first is going to be the collapse of the, the, like, you know what I mean? Even the collapse of the financial system. But you're looking, you're watching it happen in real time. Like they didn't get what they want because of the pandemic. And it was like, all of a sudden in Ontario, the atmosphere changed and now you don't have to wear a mask. You know It's like, and the same thing I like it, Doug Ford, our prime minister. So like our governor, whatever, our prime minister came out and said that mandates for masks are going to be lifted on March 21st because all of a sudden the hair is going to change and it just doesn't make any sense, like, why? Yeah, like how,
1: how you can say that a couple weeks in advance, they've been doing that shit the entire time, man. It's no, so
2: but it's, it's just stupid. It's like, what makes you think? Like, I walked into a store and somebody's like, Oh, you got to wear a mask. And I'm like, No, I don't. Like, covet is over, I'm not playing this game with you people anymore. And no, and they said, Well, you got to you know, you it, it doesn't start until March 21st. I'm like, No, for me, <laughs> it starts right now. It's like, I did not. Live in- <laughs> 30 days to come home and put a mask on i'm like it's starting the second i rolled back into my driveway i'm not wearing that shit anywhere i go ever so.
0: i love it dude you're yeah.
2: so
1: much you are so my people i don't know how i stumbled into you well i know it's dallas hooked us dallas, up but yeah. i'm so i'm so glad that that i found you man because it, it's it's so just refreshing to see you know, a, a Canadian that represents the American spirit better than most Americans do. It's really, it's a beautiful thing.
2: Well, but it's important. People are sitting around going, "What do I do?" And it's like you, you have to pay attention to what's going on in your house. Like as much as I hate politics, people I talk to, I play a bit of Call of Duty. I have a bunch of friends of mine. I, I have friends from Maryland. I have a bunch of guys from you know from Michigan. And I asked the guys from Michigan, and I'm like, "Yo, like, uh, are you voting for this new Republican? The young guy he seems like a good guy." I don't know. I'm like. Dude, you gotta pay attention. Uh, like, I, I get it—the politics sucks, and they're all slime buckets, and it's terrible. And 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 I get it that whatever. But you know, I, I talk to my parents, and then my parents are apologetic. They're like, I'm really sorry I didn't pay more attention. Like, they're seeing what's happening and what's been happening, and this is not just a, oh, it just happened overnight, or this was just a great opportunity. Like, this was absolutely planned and talked about for fifty years, and everybody goes. Uh, well, you know, I can't stand politics. Like, you know, and <laughs> it's just crazy. It's like, you know, even as a kid, you were always taught three things not, you don't talk about at, at Christmas right. dinner right? politics, religion, or money. You yeah. don't discuss these things because they're sore spots and people have a difference of opinion and there's no right answer and yada, 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 whatever. Right. But it's uh, people got to pay attention to what's going on. Trudeau is going to pass some bills in the next, within like the next three months. He's expediting gonna affect over a million it's gonna affect millions of canadians uh he's passing it in like your vaccine is going to be right into the labor board and he's literally going to pass it into the labor board and nobody is paying attention everybody so that, that would
1: mean that it's it's required for any job or what does that mean
2: no it, it, it'll be on a federal level but okay. but basically yeah. it's, but, it, but if you work for in, in the labor board across the federal level it'll be enshrined directly into it and they they've they put it in in December, in December of this year, and they've they've put in a provision so it's going to skip the first part of. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read that, but uh, <laughs> they they, they skip the first part. So basically, it's going to miss its first hearing. It's going to go directly to the second hearing, and then it's going to try. They're going to try to pass it. So and there's a lots of them. I don't know how many people know about what happened in Switzerland when they put the. Like in 2019, they started the digital ID system and they swept it in. They just like, you know, the parliament and everybody swept it in. And then the people kind of revolted it. Like they went against it. So they signed petitions. And because it's not a huge population, they were able to get almost like 20% or whatever percent you need to injunct, like uh, put a referendum in place to oppose it. And then literally as a society, they voted on it. And the people that they voted it out, 64%, well, Trudeau's. Trudeau's trying to pass a bill right now to move the referendum act, like so that even so when they sweep the shit in back door when you're not looking, that even you could sign all the petitions you want and you can't you can't fight it. Like I have so a you list. Have,
1: you have to have a new prime minister to undo it. Essentially, there would be no capacity for referendum.
2: Yeah, but I worry that these two clowns are going to screw up everything so bad that even it doesn't matter who gets voted in. It's going to be yeah. so beyond repair. Well, it's not
1: it's not just that, but also if the people acclimate to it, you know, if you have two or three or four years of people dealing with it, uh, there's there's acquiescence at some point. You know, there's people just accept things that they wouldn't look at us in America still taking our shoes off and going through pat downs of children and all sorts of insane shit with TSA because of 9-11. It's like they don't once people get used to this stuff, they don't even think about it. It's terrible.
2: No, it's crazy. We have school districts that are opposing the mask mandate. I've watched this thing in New York City the the people, the twenty people out in front of City Hall singing, singing about master good, and master your friends. And I'm like you got to read. It. It's like it's just it's crazy. It's it is crazy. But um, like I said, it, you know, I, I was never political at all. I just worked the same thing. You know what I mean? And uh, politics, it, it's crazy what they can get away with and and the things that they'll backdoor you on when you're not looking so i i can't believe you know there's a problem when everybody in the country all starts singing the same narrative about like ukraine like whatever because i'm watching it and i'm like well this says nothing but nobody's business and i'm like and whatever like and you know and everybody's turning this guy to be a villain i'm not saying and i made a couple of posts and it's like look at i'm not i i did uh like i posted a video on basically a bunch of history of ukraine you know what I mean? And charisma and basically like just a corruption, just corruption, bad shit. Yeah. Right? And not, and I, like, Oh, you're a Trump loving and Putin lover. I'm like, dude, I didn't say any of that. I, all I was saying, <laughs> is that these people are crooked as shit. Like, yep. and, and that's all I was getting at. I'm not saying they deserve to die or that all the civilians deserve to die because the government is corrupt. I'm of just course. saying that maybe just me, may, like, I'm not saying that Putin's insane either. Like, I'm not saying you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Maybe our government's not always like you know. What I mean their the, the, their hands aren't. Maybe, open. maybe there's
1: not a maybe there's not a clear good guy in this. No, dude, trust yeah. me. I have researched this a lot. Yeah. Victoria Victoria Newland in 2014 said, "Fuck the EU," and and removed. Um, I forget the name of the guy, but anyways, they they basically cooed the existing guy to put in the new guy, and it's like the the American involvement in all of this has been
2: well, deep, and an actor. deep, deep, deep. deep yeah, yeah and and like, he's an actor, actor. like the guy's an actor. I'm like literally like, you know what I mean? if Joe, you think Joe Biden's a puppet, I'm like, this guy's an actor. I'm like right. like
1: he's a comedian and, a, and an yeah. actor and and he's he's acting his way into, you know, the hall of fame of of political uh, favorites in America. I mean, the way they talk about this guy, he's like it's like the second coming of george washington. it's it's insane. I mean, it really okay. is insane,
2: and two governments that are really behind, like we're with the uh, economically, if you had half a brain, you would know that uh, our economies are struggling as it is. People can't even get by, and even in in my province alone, they're trying to put pressure on uh, Doug Ford and and people like Trudeau. Our, I paid two dollars and twenty eight cents Canadian for a liter per liter of diesel, like to fill up my f three fifty to get back from Ottawa it was two hundred and seventy dollars <laughs> which is you know and i um, you know, he's, he's raising the price again on April 1st because of the carbon tax. He's got an agenda for the carbon tax and his points were, well, it's going up this much and this much and this much. And I'm like, this clown still, he's going to raise it another 11 cents at the end of the month. And I'm like, meanwhile, we're in the, and it's like, you, you're absolutely anybody who doesn't see what these people are doing. They are literally purposefully absolutely burying their people and, and people are like, oh, well, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, if you want to starve because you're worried about people in other countries and you want to, you know what I mean, blow all your trade deals and, and have nothing and pay, basically make it unaffordable to live. Uh, and then like, and right and now- they're going to roll
1: out universal basic income and then you're going to be a ward of the state. It's, I mean, it's so obvious the trajectory that things are on. And,
2: and even still, if you Google digital ID in Ontario, and you do you Google it, and it'll send you to Ontario.ca website. And you scroll all the way down for use of the dx system and for the World Economic Forum, like on the Ontario website. And I'm like, what? Is, I, I don't I don't understand how much like literally you could like you know you could draw a picture for these people and just is it a duck and just like wham right. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: no, like, we're, we're still conspiracy theorists even though we're just reading what they write it's unbelievable
2: what, it's, it's on the government website like oh know, i know
1: i, I know like, believe me i know it, it's all over the place uh, It says the same people that hated trump for being a dark horse celebrity cheer on Zelensky. exactly right it, it's like it's just so obvious i mean if you if you work for their narrative then you yeah. are uplifted and if you go against their narrative then you're destroyed and Trump was really genuinely destroyed. I mean they yeah. pushed the guy twice they tried yeah. to do anything in their power.
2: Well you could have got her first.
1: This is this yeah. is the downside of live streaming but it's okay.
2: Yeah yeah sorry um so so what's
1: a, what's the uh the future story here I mean it, so, like is, there's yeah there's
2: pro like there's protests happening all over uh, and, and the same thing, like I, I do believe that in their efforts, they need to be unified. But I was explaining it to, I had actually a couple of people from Ottawa at my house a couple of days ago. There's camps and there's people that are scattered all over Ontario that aren't from Ontario. Uh, there's people outside of Ottawa and even still in in Alberta. They have a really good system, like I said. Um, and literally, they had convoys in Peterborough, Ontario, which is just outside of Toronto. They had one in my own hometown. There's 800 people. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's only it's amazing. It's only 15,000 people, but in reaching out to a lot of these groups and trying to make sure that in their unity, that they're unified and that basically that there's an end game to it because this stuff isn't even going to make your local newspaper. They did a freedom chain where people pulled up and parked on the side of the highways and all linked arms and tried to do the entire Trans-Canada Highway, like from BC to whatever. And don't get me wrong, it's a big country and it was a flawed plan. I'm like, this is not working. And they're like, well, we're going to do it again and again until it works. And I said, well, that's that's good, but it still has to be unified in your approach. Because I think they
1: did that in, in America during the, was it 80s, 60s? I don't know. It was like Hands Across America where they, they tried to do that. I don't know if it actually happened or not. It was before my I time. I
2: highly doubt it. So, well, yeah. you guys have a lot more people than we do, right? Yeah. Almost 10 times as many. I think we're, well, not that much, but eight times. But uh, yeah. There's only so, 50
1: million Canadians?
2: Uh, I think it's 40, 47, I think so, yeah. Okay. So million people. I know that if you divided up the land that we have and you gave each Canadian an equal piece of land or something, you'd have like 400 and something hectares of land. Wow. It, would have, like, it would be something stupid. You'd have your own town. You'd be alone, but you'd have your own town.
1: And yet and yet, your real estate <coughs> <coughs> prices are skyrocketing.
2: <laughs> yeah, some of the highest in the world. I think BC, they said one of the polls said in British Columbia it was one of the highest places to buy real estate in the entire world. Like As far as the inflation went up on for housing prices. It's literally impossible. So, um, but uh, moving forward, the same thing I said, like, it's important that these things happen and that they grow, they grow these different protests. And then these protests amalgamate and they do decide to go back on Ottawa. Like, I went back down there to find out how many of the original people were down there to find out, you know, who was running it and to find out the lines of communication. And then since I've been home, I've been trying to reach out to several different freedom groups because if C11 passes, they'll all be eliminated off of Facebook. And anybody who goes against whatever C11 for Trudeau, that's his, well, it's basically his censorship though. Anything they deem misinformation or bad or collusion against the government is going to be fine. So it's, but uh, the, our conservatives are fighting that good. But um, like I said, it's important for them to be unified in their approach. And that it happens sooner than later because if, you know, if if what I predict is going to happen with food shortages, with the amount of people on the planet, and even though we're a big, vast country, like a lot of our fertilizers and even your guys, it comes from Russia. Yeah. And then, you know, um, China had a pretty dismal wheat crop for the wintertime, so you're going to feel that pain. And then the overall inflation. If if fuel goes up eighty percent, then everything in the world is going to go up eighty percent. Well, let's
1: also let's add to this that thirty to forty percent. I read today or yesterday that um, of wheat is produced in Ukraine and Russia, and both declared over the past week that they will be exporting none.
2: (laughs) So well, and that's what they said is yeah, it's uh, it's the world's breadbasket. That's what they call Ukraine, right? And yeah. But you would think, after ruining our entire economy, to try to send them some weapons and and cut off Russia, that Ukraine would share their bread. <laughs> It'd yeah. be nice if they would. I mean, trade us uh, AKs for for, for, grain. for a bread. Yeah, but like, and the, that's why I was telling these people that it's it's imperative that the movement, because they might have broken up, but it's imperative that these guys succeed, and even the Freedom Convoy in the U.S. gets the you know what I mean the appreciation and and the coverage that it deserves because if we're all fighting for crumbs of bread where it's going to be hard to be unified when the people are all starving, you know what I mean? And, and fighting each other for work and fighting each other for, you know what I mean? Even survival. Oh yeah.
1: right. Oh bro. It's going to, it's going to get so bad. And see, this is the thing that, that people don't understand because the lockdowns were a global phenomenon. And because the central banks worked in unison mass printing currency and yeah. borrowing tremendous sums to, to paper over the crater that they created in the economy. This is a global phenomenon. This is not anything we have ever experienced in our history of the world, of human race, that we have never had a global hyperinflationary moment. And we are on the cusp of it, in my view. Uh, I mean, granted, there will be some countries that that weather it better than others, but it's not going to be isolated. It's not going to be Weimar, Germany. We're not going to be able to say like, oh, you remember the hyperinflationary period of the United States in 2025? No, it's going to be like the entire... Western civilization, hyperinflationary moment and great reset applies pretty well there, actually, because it seems as if we are going to have to have some sort of debt forgiveness or some sort of bankruptcy on national levels to be able to get back to some semblance of money. And this is where the CBDC comes in, the central bank digital currency, which they have already talked about extensively in the UK, France, America, probably Canada. Oh, Canada
2: has it right through the banking system. It was like, there's a whole ads out uh, on it that they're just like completely all about it. And I was, but I was explaining to somebody too, if history serves a purpose, because even still, it's, well, when was the last major pandemic? It was in 1918, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the yeah, uh, influenza, the, yeah, the Spanish flu influenza. And I said, um, what happened? I said, you know, the, the world went into lockdown. Everybody went into hibernation. economy suffered greatly. But What happened in in, in 1922? the stock market crash right <laughs> I, I said like you know what i mean the, everybody lapsed on on basically everything everything was well, you owned, that
1: that was a short know. that was a short collapse but the the big one was 1929 but the reason it was a short collapse is because we didn't have very much debt in 1922 and then it built up yeah. the debt to 1929 because they were spending like crazy and then they went into world war ii blah 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 it's all
2: it's all fun yeah yeah <laughs> oh. Well, but even still, and that was followed by the like the dirty 30s and, and the famine, you know what I mean? And people basically and the same thing, like what happens after wars? Like I was already hearing different people trying to predict like rolling blackouts, you know what I mean? In Europe to try to conserve energy, um, you know, basically, you know, the government comes out and says, look, it, there's a supply chain shortage. It's all Putin's fault. So, you know, instead of giving you your, your vouchers this time, we're going to yeah. get you to sign up for the digital identity thing. And basically, and, you know, we're just going to send you $3,000 or four, whatever it is. And instead of giving you vouchers, we're just going to tell you that, like, once you buy a stick of butter, you're not allowed to buy a second. And once you buy a loaf of bread, you're not, you're only allowed one per week. And then you're only allowed this much fuel. And then they can basically just put you on this carbon footprint where they say, okay, you, you know, Dustin, you have. X amount of carbon footprint a, a week. So basically you're allowed to drive this many kilometers. You're allowed to eat this much food. You're allowed this much red meat. You're allowed to whatever. And basically just your little social card's not going to work whenever you go to buy yep. whatever they just don't approve of, right?
1: You got you to gotta eat the bugs and get in the pod, Dustin. Come oh, on. Aren't, aren't you a proud Canadian? Do your, honestly, do your
2: part. Honestly, I'm almost proud enough to just go start living in the bush already. And say, you, know, <laughs> it, it,
1: you and me both, man. Uh, we may have to to survive
2: it's crazy to watch it unfold in in real time and even still like i said everything that they said was going to happen you know what i mean and then it's expediting. it's not only happening like i think like if it would have dragged out like even the 10 years the great reset and doing all the stuff by the time and having a one world government by 2030 but it seems like they're just they're, they're like they're just pushing it real fast and, um, and, and, and it's crazy to watch it happen in real time and be like, you know what, like I can pretty much predict what's going to happen next. And, you know, and the effects that it's going to take to, because everybody's just going to look at it as inflation over the next year. And they're not going to realize that the shortage, the shortage won't be there yet. They're just going to think, oh, well now it's five bucks for a loaf of bread. instead of whatever. You know what I mean? So like you just keep going on it, and things will get harder. But then I think when you get into the real thick of it, within like in 2024 25 or whatever it
1: would be whatever i agree with you i think i think that we're we're in for some immediate pain and then some um, intermediate really bad collapse (laughs) like like that's that's my honest prediction and and i i know you know libertarians have felt like this for a long time so we get uh, accused of being the boy who cried wolf because when the debt hit twenty trillion seven years ago. We were sounding the alarms, and now, oh, I'm talking for U.S. debt, and now yeah, yeah. it's over thirty trillion. I mean, it's very probable it'll be forty trillion within five years. They just passed a 1.5 trillion dollar omnibus spending bill just to keep the government functioning through, I think, October or September of 2022 this year. So, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the amount that yeah. they're spending, and they they don't. And it was a like a 1,500 page. Uh, bill that they issued 12 hours before the vote was due. Now, I can read pretty quick. I can't read 1,500 pages in 12 hours. It ain't happening. So no one has any fucking clue what was in that thing, and it got passed. So here we go. And it also included uh, $15 billion, I believe it was, for arming Ukraine, or some sort of aid for Ukraine, which is probably more weaponry. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, a declaration of war against Russia. You can't arm someone who's a combatant in another... Uh, yeah. you know war it's crazy so well, i don't know it's like, all it's all very dangerous
2: it, it might have just went right back into the politicians pockets because somebody broke their money laundering machine You know what I mean? that's <laughs> that's actually, that's I mean, what happened oh likely. we need a new money laundering machine so we're just gonna say it's going over here but it right? i i yeah. just i honestly don't understand and people forget like i don't even through the whole thing like the Wee scandal and the things that, that trudeau did or whatever and i don't i don't you know what i mean like to get into the whole rigged things or whatever because you know what i mean the same thing but he was asked about a million times why would you call an election an early snap election in the middle of a pandemic like if you cared about health and we're not supposed to do this and we're all supposed to get vaccinated but like you're calling you called the you know what I mean whatever it was a 60 million or 600 million dollar election in, in the middle of a, a pandemic for what purpose other than whatever right like he thought he was going to get a majority government and he thought he was going to basically pass these bills and run run the country into the dirt but he He's doing a pretty good job of it with a minority government, and i we have a coalition government, right? Like we have the NDP and we have the whatever, and the NDP is the new democratic party, right? So they they just team up with the Liberals and they make sixty percent of the vote, and they just and it, you know what I mean. The same thing. That's how he got the Emergencies Act passed. Jesus. He 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 made the Emergencies Act in our in our Parliament, like our House of Commons. Um, he made it a vote of non-confidence, and that means that if he doesn't win the vote, the government dissolves and the conservatives basically would have just wiped themselves with it. like, they would have took the, the right out. Basically the runner up gets to, gets a chance to make government. So he basically told the NDP, if you don't vote, basically the conservatives are going to take over. And then you'll really not be happy because the NDP and liberals t- typically see eye to eye. Sure, sure. So it was just, and the same thing. And then he canceled our parliament on the Friday so that they could come in with NATO, I believe, and beat the shit out of us all weekend. And it didn't wow. even get to the vote. By the time they voted that in, the Emergencies Act, which is the old War measures act, which is ridiculous, they'd already seized our bank accounts, stolen our vehicles, and beat the shit out of it. Everybody was gone. Like, there was tumbleweeds in Ottawa when they passed that thing. Uh, like, you know what I mean? By the time they passed it, everybody I was with was in jail, and I was sitting in a hotel room with, like, six people that we got out with. And it's I, like, I
1: thought I thought that it was not going to pass. It did end up passing.
2: It, it passed through, so it's got to go through very similar. It's got to go through the House of Parliament, which okay. it passed, and then it's got to go through the Senate, and then it's still got to go through the uh, Governor General or the whatever, like who represents the Queen. Okay. And it still has to be, and I, and I I don't even know, I think it still might have to be passed by the Queen, but it had to be passed through a couple more things before it was enacted. But it didn't stop them from using it. Like No, I,
1: I realized that, but I, I knew when they were cracking down on you guys, it hadn't been passed. And I thought that maybe he he was pulling back because it wasn't going to be passed by the Senate. Do you know that it was passed by the Senate?
2: No, the Senate was going to shoot it down. I watched pretty much all the senators talk about it, and they all did whatever, so he did it to save face. And if he would have let it go to a vote, because he made it a non-confidence vote, if it wouldn't have made it through the Senate, he would have lost his government. So, like, if you can get a vote of non-confidence, and now, mind you, our our Governor General is in his back pocket, but if if you, like, there was a thing, like, a big thing going around where if you call the Governor General's office and you say, I wanted to, like I want to vote in non-confidence for Justin Trudeau. and if enough people in the country called in they they would send it out and then I think the governor General like made a statement it was like yeah stop basically stop calling the office of the governor general right but like that's his job like if you don't believe in your government and you think the guys are corrupt. almost not 90 I don't like even in liberal cities and stuff like that I don't know a more hated prime minister amongst his people in in a country and it's like he's still got still got two and a half years to bury us like and it, it's absolutely Jesus. it's absolutely maddening like, at least you guys got the 2022 and and he's not going to be able to pass shit through congress with or whatever like what right. you know what i mean
1: well but theoretically if we i mean this is the problem with um warmongers and being on a war footing in america is that everything that the republicans allege to stand against when it comes to war they are right in lockstep with the left. They are more than happy to pass. I mean, they passed a 1.5 trillion dollar spending bill without any major pushbacks, probably, probably simply because, because
2: of the war clause. <laughs> that's
1: exactly why, because they wanted to get 15 billion dollars to Ukraine, because that's where they actually get their funding for elections is through the military industrial complex. Those are the big boys. You don't, you do not go against them and expect to have a political career. It is our job as the American people to say, if you go along with the military industrial complex, you will not have a political career, but then you have to have legitimate elections, which I don't know if we do or don't. So um, it's, it's all horrifying, man. (laughs) I I want, I want to get like the based Albertans and like Florida and the good people from Texas and a handful of other countries and just like. Put us all in the, get, a, get our own nation going, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, buy, buy a chunk of land somewhere on the coast somewhere. I just say, leave us alone, right? But,
1: yeah, that's um,
2: not, literally that's all I want.
1: I just want to be left alone. Like, none of us are even that radical. We just want to be left alone. Come on,
2: yeah. No, like I said, I wasn't political. I never studied politics, looked into politics. I really didn't care about anything. I just one to raise my kids, go to work, and be left alone, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. and that. And it wasn't until this, but like, I do think a lot of people are waking up. I just hope it's not um, too late. And too. the same thing, the, pro, the protests will will keep going. Uh, they they sent me a new flyer basically for the Ottawa protests. I'm taking this weekend off. Uh, next Saturday, I, I will be going to Toronto to try to talk to some of the organizers who the Toronto ones. The Toronto ones are huge. Toronto is one of our biggest cities. It, it's our biggest city in the country, Right. Got, yeah, it's got it sure. twice twice as many people as in Ottawa, um, but it's a lot of it too. What I explained that that's why it was so imperative to go to Ottawa. People go, why wouldn't you go protest somewhere? And I said, like it's the it's the liberal think tanks that are the city of the people who go. They they don't realize who fixes the car. They know the cars work and the cars whatever, but they're not they're those people, and they're not they understand how a house works. And you know what I mean. And yeah, you need people to build the house, but it's like the outskirts on on the perimeter a lot of blue collar people who aren't typically liberal or democrat like you know what i mean they're, they're blue collar people they're typically conservative like i have a conservative mp and i'm 45 minutes away from toronto you go to toronto during election season it's all red it's a sea of like even red is our liberals right Ah, uh, gotcha But then you go out on the outskirts and it's all whatever but our electoral college system is broken too you know what i mean we have 86 ridings in ontario it chooses elections it literally and they basically just, it, it's all whatever. And that's where you typically get your liberals have loose border laws. They allow people to come in. Like even Trudeau, he's expediting how many Ukraine immigrants, like, all oh, refugees, all come to Canada. He's going to fly them all in, expedite their citizenship, and they should be just Canadian enough to vote in our next election. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a, just a dick. it's a a
1: perfect plan i mean we're doing the same thing with our southern border um a lot of people believe that that's that's why they're allowing so many millions and in without any sort of issue and then they're also flying many of them not families but young men to different cities all over the united states and not declaring it i mean this is caught on video like it's a real thing and
2: i did see it i I seen in the middle of the night the military was too ushering people allowing to and that's like this, like the, your number one job as a prime minister or a president is to protect your border, like your number right. one, right? And, and well, the
1: same- I, I think I think it's to to protect your rights personally, but yeah, yeah. I take your point.
2: But it should, like they well, don't they, they don't do that, so <laughs> no, exactly. But like I said, so the, it is it is still going on. Ottawa Ottawa in itself is simmered down. The ones outside in the other cities, it's kind of like everybody kind of dispersed back to their own cities, and everybody's doing their own thing and uh myself as well as a lot of the 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 people who were organized as organized and as deep into it as i was will be helping to you know reunify everybody and try to and try to make it happen again they're they're doing it in a legal way and and the same thing like finding the legalities around it like so leasing land in ottawa like 400 500 acre farms outside of the city of ottawa so people could go in uh, organizing like shuttles and places so that people can park their cars there and go in every day and they can come stay with the convoy and do whatever. And then That's also awesome. and then also generate, you know what I mean, to generate revenue so that you can basically set up things. As, so as we did before, bouncy castles, a helium balloons, barbecues, things like, like whatever, like right. set it up so people can come down and they can protest. And it's not no you're not going to occupy. We're not going to stay there for a month. But literally travel in and out every day. Uh, well, I have
1: I have a serious question for you here because you guys obviously put together a really impressive organization that was able to to cause the city enough um, both probably some economic pain, but moreover political pain, where it made them look bad to the world, and they don't like that because they're globalists and they don't like looking bad. Um, I, I'm wondering, is it possible? If they have control of the media and they're able to basically black out this entire story about these continuing peaceful protests, because even me, who's really on top of this stuff, had no clue, uh, I, it makes me wonder, is there is there a breaking point at which they actually listen to your demands? Because it doesn't seem as if there is.
2: I think the breaking point would be, well, the breaking point is when you get a, a group of people that is just too big to not listen to. Um, sure. in my personal opinion, if we could get if you could get the if we could get the rallies in, in BC to a million people, you can get the rallies in uh, you know, what I mean in um in Alberta to, you know, the same thing, a million or a half a million people. And if you can do this all over and then you we live in Ontario, we live in the heart of the country. So Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal are all within and Quebec City like are all within like four hours of each other. So literally, you have four of our major cities right in the heart of, of the of the country, uh, which mm-hmm. is where our most population in Toronto being our biggest city, like the GTA in itself is almost three and a half million people, which is whatever. But like I said, a population and what I have told them is if you can get like if we can get a million people going to you know what i mean like even a couple million people going to toronto and you can get back up to like four hundred thousand five hundred thousand people in ottawa the same with quebec the same with montreal and then you can unify the message so that we're putting out the same flyer in all of these locations every week so that you're getting the same thing and we're going to protest and we're going to protest and we're going to protest and then eventually send out the flyers says okay everybody you know what i mean next week we're going back to ottawa and that's it and like and when you can do that if you can honestly if you show up and you have almost well five million people in a country with 37 million people is over what is that five percent seven percent of the population and yeah, if you that'd be
1: piss, astonishing
2: yeah so if you can piss off that many people that they literally at at 200 and $80 a goddamn tank of gas to drive all the way across the country. Right. Just to don't screw it out and stick it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just said, I said if, if you would have just did this to gas prices before lockdowns, I said, no, you wouldn't have to lock down anybody. Nobody would have went to work. <laughs> <laughs> no one could <laughs> afford to drive their truck to Ottawa. Yeah. I looked outside and went, holy shit, 350 a liter." I said, screw it. I'm just staying home. I just won't, won't go to work today.
1: Right, right. You know, so uh, I, that's another important question. Did what they did to you in Ottawa take enough wind out of the protesters sails that many people are just going to give up.
2: No. Um, I personally, (laughs) personally, a lot of the people that are there, if you still look at like um, there's, there's freedom advocates, a lot of the bigger personalities that were on the media um, as much as putting a face to an organization as which they did with Tamara, who they tried to make a martyr out of her. She got out by the way though.
1: Yeah. I um, heard about that.
2: And is doing well. But at the same time, too, can't talk to anybody or, or whatever. So, but uh, I, I don't think anybody is more discouraged as much as everybody's like, you pizza, you know what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we went and tried to be as nice as we possibly could about it. So it's the same thing. I think the same thing's going to happen again, except it's even going to be nicer without the whatever. But look at, they changed the laws. They literally changed the street signs while I was parked in the street. Like, to make it illegal for me to park there i went back and parked last weekend in the same spot that i was parked at for a month and it was free parking on sunday <laughs> so I was like, I pulled up and i was like i just threw her in park and walked away my buddy's like yo what i'm like look at the sign i was like they changed the signs back because it's free parking during the weekend that so you wow. can't park there on monday to tuesday or whatever without you know what i mean facing a fine but i said it's free parking, and it, literally they they came and changed it for event towing, and all cars will be towed, right? And you saw it; they made an injunction, and said you're it's illegal to honk a horn, and they made it illegal for you to protest the government. Like they made it; they just kept bending the rules until it was illegal, until that they could charge us, and then came by and and absolutely, whatever. So. It's uh, well, it's crazy, but yeah, no, it has to continue, and it should continue, and anybody who watches this in the States, like, you got to give those boys credit too. their convoy, and it's huge, and it's not even making, I don't, like, unless you, like, you know what I mean, like, it should be. For the no, it,
1: it gets hardly any coverage. I I mean, I if I wasn't a Twitter addict, I probably wouldn't know much about it at all. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: but, um, and it's still, it's still like, that's crazy. I think they had 90,000 trucks. I forgot. It was, like, 10 miles long, and that was only one section of the convoy, like, and and even still, like on my stuff, I'm like I have to literally go onto their group chats and watch these people's lives on their own, on their Facebook and stuff exactly. to actually get coverage of it. They like, don't want you to know. So,
1: well, I really appreciate the time, man. I, I uh, again, yeah. I've already, I've already told you how much I appreciate the the efforts that you put in. I think it's genuinely heroic. I mean, I get up here and I talk a lot, but you you walked the walk. You did it. And, uh, you know, 30 days of your life, I think you you. I hope you will look back on it fondly and it'll be remembered as the turning point from which your liberty was retrieved. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet. And I think that you may not have another 30 day uh, hold out in your near future. Um, please keep me up to date as to any developments. And uh, if it ever if it ever gets heated again, we'll have you back on to see the latest.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, and keep up the good work, man. I watch a lot of your stuff. Uh, you had some smart guys on there because well, I was looking at the currency stuff. That, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's what you did the other day. No, it was brilliant stuff. So keep up the good work. And yeah, the the world needs uh, independent journalism too. You can't, let it, you can't let it die, right?
1: Yeah, as long as YouTube allows me to talk, I'll keep talking. <laughs> uh, All right, brother. Go, go ahead and follow him. It's at DTG Contracting. Well, Dustin may be too nice to ask for any financial support. I don't really need it either but what you can do to help get the message out about brave souls like dustin because that's really what i'm trying to do is highlight the great work that's being done by individuals that are courageous enough to stand up against this stuff when you share it it inspires people when they hear stories like this it inspires them to follow in the brave footsteps of someone like dustin of these canadian truckers of the american trucker convoy which is getting no coverage this is what we need is we need to have Examples so that people know that they're not alone in this fight They can feel inspired, they can feel motivated They can feel empowered To go out and actually help fix What ails us And good God is there a lot If you want to share this episode with friends or family Anybody that's even borderline red-pilled I would highly recommend you just forward them an episode Forward them two, see what happens Who knows Also if you want to support the show You can go to libertylockdown.locals.com Become a supporting member I do an AMA over there I will be doing one this month Where you get to come on stream with me Ask me any questions you have That'll be a lot of fun If you want to follow me on uh, Instagram, YouTube Anywhere else like that It is Liberty Lockdown Just search for that And if you want to follow me on Twitter As always it is At Liberty Lock Pod See you soon Big shout out to everybody That's been with me since Jump Street Appreciate y'all